My name is Matt Brown. If you're telling me at the at the absolute highest levels of the PGA Tour that no one knew, and I believe them. Like the guys I talked to today, I promise you didn't know. I haven't talked to Tiger, so I don't know for a fact that he didn't know. But I don't think anyone knew. And let's start the show. You know what's the most exciting thing about winning? It's when you win. I love that feeling. What's going on, everybody? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Thursday, June 8th, 2023. And my God, there has been a lot of things going on in this world. This has been one busy week. So much going on in the world of sports, the world of tech, the world of entertainment, music, science. Oh my, it's a lot to handle. And there's a lot to talk about. PGA and Liv merger, a UFO program allegedly leaked out by a whistleblower, Taylor Swift is single, Apple is releasing $3,000 VR set, a lot to talk about. There's a lot to discuss, and we have to come together and give our perspective and make some great content amongst all all of these crazy things in our world. But before we do all of that and give you one entertaining episode, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all our social media platforms. We are on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at ProdCovalPod, YouTube at Productive Conversations, TikTok at Productive Conversations, and Facebook at Productive Conversations Podcast. Check out all the great things we have for you exclusively online, especially our reels, our full episodes to shows, and a lot more. So this is a tweet cap episode and we are going to talk all of the crazy things going on in the world. As I mentioned, the live and PGA merger, Taylor Swift is single again. Uh, unfortunately, we had some untimely celebrity deaths. We had Pete Davidson go at PETA and the UFOs are finally getting exposed allegedly and all of that stuff. So we have Ryan Page joining me to discuss these big things in our world today and and we're going to have a lot of fun with it. So sit back, relax, and hear me and Ryan talk about all these crazy things that are taking place in our world today. And this amongst, of course, the literal orange skies that are taking place, especially in the tri-state area. New York City at the time of this recording was completely in orange. It was orange where I'm recording in Jersey City. And yeah, it genuinely was hard to breathe amongst these wildfires from Quebec, Canada. And I know it rained in Canada and assuming that eases this poor air quality that's taking place all over and assuming this fixes everything we need to get fixed and hopefully by the end of the week everything will be okay and we have more of an appreciation for fresh air i certainly will so yeah we are safe inside and let's make some great content this has been some week and we are just about to approach the second half of the year july 2nd marks the halfway point in our calendar and yeah 
This has been a very fast year, and this is by far one of the busiest in terms of big news stories. So let us make our mark and discuss all the crazy things that are happening in our world today. Ryan Page and Rocky Palomini, it's your turn. Here's another dish of the tweet cap. Let's have some fun with it. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. There has been a lot going on in our world, everybody. So we have stories from the world of sports and tech. The sky is orange in the Northeast, and so much has to be taken in, and we have to make our mark on it. So this is a twi- an edition of the Tweet Cap here on the Productive Conversations podcast. Ryan and Rocky are joining us once again. What is up, gentlemen? Hey, hey. How's it going? Oh, man, like I said, there is a lot to talk about. So this is going to be a good time. And um, I forgot to put my stopwatch. So everything's going to be a minute. Put put that as a mental note for me. But um, all right, guys, like I said, so many big stories. Let's talk about the biggest one right now. So it was announced on Tuesday. The world of golf completely changes forever. The PGA Tour and Live to Opposite professional golf leagues based in the United States, the biggest of them all. Obviously, the PGA goes way back to the early 20th century. Live becomes a startup only a year ago to compete with PGA. And they went back and forth for a year, and this is what happened. On Tuesday, the PGR and Liv announced the creation of a new entity that would combine their assets. The PGA Tour and Liv are merging as well as the DP World Tour. And that radically changes the world of golf. Professional golf is now under one entity. The players who left the PGA to go to Liv are coming back. And... This definitely has had mixed reactions. Mainly, the good news is that people are happy that the very best golfers in the world will be in one league. The bad news is, or well, depending on if you think it's bad or not, but the controversial opinion and the controversial fact is that Liv is going to be the financial backers in this new league. And Liv is run by the Saudi Arabian National Fund, known as, let me get the right word for it. Yes, the Saudi Arabian Public Investment Fund. The CIV will be the financial backers in this, and they ultimately will have more power than the PGA. Jay Monahan, the CEO of the PGA, people are upset at him. Because a year ago he told people, "Don't join this league." That is a year backed ago, in finance by no, the Saudi Arabia. I'm sorry. A year ago he said, "And I quote, you'd have to be living under a rock to not know there are significant implications as it relates to families of 9/11. I have two families that are close to me that lost loved ones, so my heart goes out to them. And I would ask any player that has left or any player that would ever consider leaving." Have you ever had to apologize for being a member of the PGA Tour? He compared joining Liv mm-hmm. to 9-11. Exactly, with Saudi Arabia's so he didn't ties just, with that. He didn't just like hit the, the moral high ground. He freaking stomped on it. He was like, you're a terrorist. <laughs> Leave for Liv. Um, I will say there's been a couple of things, especially today, that have come out that are, change a little bit about what you said. So, yes, it's one entity. But there is still going to be Live Golf and PGA Golf 
entities. Yes, for the next year. They'll officially merge starting next oh, year. Oh, no, no. That'll even after, even after that, it sounds like they're going to be keeping themselves as individual brands. Jay Monahan, the current commissioner of PGA, is not necessarily going to be commissioner of PGA. He's going to be the CEO of this new for-profit company that is absorbing both Live and DPS and um, uh, PGA. DPA. So, like, for uh, – mm. So for um, people who follow us on the wrestling shows, I think we talked about this very briefly with the Endeavor deal that was struck with uh, that. By the way, the Saudis wanted by WWE, but we held strong. We just do a show every year. Um, but anyway, um, Vince McMahon is no longer chairman or in, no longer in charge of WWE. He's actually the chairman of the board of a the new larger entity that is over WWE and UFC, you know, and, you know, so it's something similar to that. So there is no guarantee that PGA golf and live golf are going to be considered the same thing. It, there's no guarantee that they're all going to start showing up every Sunday at the same tours, you know, who makes the cut the whole nine yards, like the PGA rules. Um, it is possible they keep them as separate brands with the brands. Sorry, guys. I, going to talk about it like it's wrestling you just gonna have to get over it uh separate brands with separate rosters of golfers um actually rory uh mcelroy today said that there were conversations they had a players meeting yesterday um there were conversations and that the folks who left are not just going to be welcomed back in to pga uh, that that was made explicit. Apparently, that was made explicit to the players who stayed in PGA that that was the case. That live golf golfers were not just going to be able to show up as if nothing had ever happened and they hadn't just left the PGA, which would make sense. PGA is a nonprofit entity; it's supposed to be player run. Uh, the fact that this is happening to begin with is a little crazy because it doesn't seem like many, many of the players knew it was happening. Um, yes, so and that's the problem with Jay Monahan come Jay yeah. Monahan coming in. So yes. Golf has been going through a lot this past year, clearly. Yes. And Live itself wanted to compete. And then, and before this merge happened, Live with Phil Mickelson went to these guys and say, hey, let us try to work a deal out so we could have both our players, both players from each league to join and play, you know, correctly. And they ultimately did to say no. And then you bring back the J-Mail on a hand stuff. And... He told his players to stay and be loyal. Don't take the millions. And yes, he used don't join the people. Don't join the country that funded 9-11. Don't do 9-11. Yeah. And, you know, for somebody whose dad was there and came home that day with rubble from the Twin Towers on his suit coming home, obviously hits hits home a statement like that. And if you are going to say that, you have to stick by it. But now you you look like a jerk off. From I exactly. feel like it's going to be two different companies or two different. Well, like, so they haven't said. So. There's been very little knowledge about that. Oh, oh is that yeah, and that's the thing that nobody so that's still being discussed oh, whether okay. or not it's going to be one thing or multiple things. But today, and this is confirmed. I mean, Rory did say today that they would not be just welcomed back into the PGA with open arms. I mean, uh, they say that, but I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure down. the live golfers well, are this, going to be this able is, to play. There's no like contract. There's no, no contract signed right now. Uh, that was something they made very clear on CNBC when they when they sat next to each other, uh, mm-hmm. the Saudi, uh, the the Piv guy, and uh, the uh, commissioner of PGA. They've signed nothing, and like I like I mentioned before, the players are actually in charge. It's a nonprofit organization it's run by the players. The players are in charge of the PGA. It, it Rory is you know high up, like he's not he's not a he's not a schmuck. 
You know what I mean? Like if, if he's telling you right now, like, credit to that, him that, yeah. that he was a major, he's been, he was a he's major been, person who's been against it. Who's been against the it the whole time. But so I'm saying if he's telling us right now that the PGA players are not okay with the live players coming back full time, I think we can be reasonably assumed that either a, they're not coming back full time or B they're about to be paid a lot of money to shut up. Um, yeah. That's the thing. Now, do you pay these people for being loyal? The monitor did say to. today that yeah for the people like the tiger woods and the numbers i'm going to tell you are haven't been confirmed but offered 800 million to join live for live yep you have rory get 200 million hideki matsuzami who's huge more huge around international he's offered Mm -hmm. allegedly 200 million dollars and yeah these offered about like 150 or something right yeah exactly so so eight figure deals (laughs) and you tell him to stay and you stayed and then you know what i'm going to be the one to make the deal behind your back right he, he just took all that money they would have made and gave it to himself it's yeah. uh no he should i mean i listen he i don't think he will be the commissioner of pga the players are getting rid of him but he found his golden parachute he's going to be the ceo of whatever this new entity is called working nice and close with the saudis he called terrorists on television <laughs> uh they, so he's safe in terms of a job, he'll have the job there. I mean, hopefully the Saudis take him over. Actually, that'd be kind of fun if they got this deal and they're like, "Yeah, your players don't really like you anymore, there, but and they just get rid of him uh, because he. I mean, he's going to be ineffective as CEO. The let's be like, let's be clear. PJ is still the premier like brand in golf, right? Like yeah. no one would deny that. I don't think even a big live fan would be like, like yeah, PJ is still like synonymous with golf, um, and so that's going to be the biggest brand under this umbrella. If they merge it all together, it's probably going to be under the PGA brand. If they keep it as separate entities, just under a larger roof, PGA is still going to be the biggest of the three. So if, if the biggest brand you have hates your CEO, you're probably not going to be CEO that long. Mm-hmm. That'd be my guess. Uh, you're certainly not going to maintain your role as commissioner of that brand. Uh, and so especially I think with he, all the, the, uh, all the bad PR. Yeah. I mean, he's going to get paid for this and honestly he's probably fine with it he'll get his big payout he'll work there for a year or two and then he'll get forced out but he'll have made loads and loads of money and he'll go on to do something else uh i don't think he'll have any issues so definitely you know money wins and i think he definitely got the money but uh i, I think it will be interesting um i will say that they were able to play at the majors yeah everyone no, no matter what as long as well, not no matter what. As long as there well, was you know, well, yeah. As long as you qualified, but no, no matter. And I what could see that there is you could go to the majors. I could see now that you know because to qualify them for the majors without your tour card, there was specific things you had to have previously won. You had there was a couple different things you had to, to do to try and get in. I could see them opening up all of the majors to all golf, if if they're all under the same umbrella now. Like I, because I, I mean, we were at the PGA Championship, Rocky and I, right. um, the last night of it or the last day of it. And I mean, it definitely was a cool environment to see the live guys. They had a huge following because you didn't get to see them all the time. And so yeah. I could see a world where they're like, you know what? Let's make the majors like the majors, all the best golfers everywhere. Right. And the one thing, the, ra- the, the majors, the cut, they're in you the majors I mean? all are governed by themselves. Like, yeah, they're, they're all, all separate. separate tournaments. So yeah, I think so. And just to go back before we, there are some positives here. The, um, the fact that, Clearly, with Liv, whether it was the Greg Norman or the backers there, and then being backed by the Saudis that 
we've seen the Saudi Arabians trying to have a huge influence on the world of sports. Rocky, I know you're huge into tennis and they've been, um, you know, dipping their toes in the world of tennis. Obviously, what's going on in soccer now, you know, bringing Ronaldo in. They're in talks with the NFL now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. you don't seriously. You you we have to watch out was what's going on here. And even people rumors with basketball. Like here's it could Dude. be a crazy thing. So Kyrie Irving's a free agent, right? And <laughs> some people think for they Saudi may be money. Well, yeah, there are people who think he might be crazy enough. There are NBA teams who probably don't want to sign him to a super max for one underachieving and the bad PR he's bringing. Can you imagine the Saudi Arabians sign Dude. him? Anti-vax is the least controversial thing the Saudis could be attached to. So, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, yeah. anti-Semitism is, the, is not as controversial as some Seriously. of the human rights violations Saudi Arabia is constantly accused of. They would absolutely sign Kyrie Irving, 100%. And, and, the, and the big thing here, so a Saudi-backed professional sports league, they're trying to do the, the old-school mentality that they want to eventually – they got what they wanted. They wanted to merge with the head honcho in this specific sports, this case, the PGA. If you want to go back, you know, the NHL, there used to be two hockey leagues, the NHL and the WHA, World Hockey Association. They wound up merging and NHL took over there. We had the NBA and then the ABA started in the 50s, 60s, and they got merged into one league. And then we've had the people fail in the NFL try to merge in one league. But with- can you imagine the freaking patriotism? Sorry to cut you off. The patriotism that'll be flying out of the rock's mouth when he announces he's running for president as the XFL, the person <laughs> who stood strong against the Saudi Arabians in football if the NFL merges with the PIV. If, if the PIV gets involved in football, I can promise oh. you the rock's going to do so much America freaking you know whatever red white and blue stand for the you know stars and stripes that he'll go off the deep it probably worked too uh but uh i just they, i didn't know they were into football like they were looking to get into football like i yeah. just saw that on twitter today <laughs> yeah but seriously they're trying to normalize themselves and obviously wwe we know that deal and clearly stood strong we stood strong we sold to ufc <laughs> deepest, darkest uh, rival. But seriously, but this is this is just, people. you know, to put this all to a head in this sense, before we talk about the one positive aspect is clearly the, as you said, Ryan, the, the Saudi Arabian influence wants to keep going higher and higher, and they're going through in the world of sports. And, you know, despite that dark past, we have to realize that plenty of corporations have, in American corporations and the American government still do business with Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And, you know, this is just going to be a trend. Yeah, this is going to be a trend. And obviously... What's going to happen when they own the news? We we talked about succession, Matt. That was a a subplot. But it's also true. What's going to happen? They're doing it eventually. I don't know which one. Could be Fox, could be CNN, could be ABC, CBS. What's going to happen when they're like, all right, well, we've got all the sports now. Let's just get the news. Or let's get then there's going to be a big Hollywood studios will be next. I just we're just going to sit back and relax and I guess just be friends. And this also just clearly shows if you can't beat them, join them. And also (laughs) one of the reasons why PGA um, um, initiated this merger is also because these three leagues were in serious litigation. And Rocky being the legal expert here probably um, 
there's even better opinion that there could have been a lot of things that have come um, like a lot of dirt and a lot of shady things that would have come amongst this litigation too. Hence why they wanted to beat it to the punch. Let's just wait now before it gets what was, bad. What was the lawsuit over? I, I didn't know. Well, well, Mickelson at all uh, <laughs> sued PGA for not letting them play. Um, hmm. That was the, what kicked it off. But the DOJ, even before Liv, was doing an antitrust investigation. Yeah, it was mostly antitrust PGA. stuff, Rocky. And so um, oh, okay. I think they were worried that the, the players' legal action against them could dig up stuff that the feds would be interested in. Oh. Um, <laughs> to prove antitrust. Because, I mean, they did. They were very, very adamant. It was a coordinated effort to make sure folks like Nicholson, like Brooks, basically the folks who could win, i.e. Brooks Kepka <laughs> is your PGA champion um, this year, uh, weren't playing in ch- majors and weren't playing in PGA uh, games with PGA players. Like, they, they, they got caught doing that. And that's why yeah. they were being sued by the players. And I think that they were worried that all the coordination, like, as it came out in court, could then be taken by DOJ, who was trying to build a case that, you know, they were doing antitrust activity, you know, breaking gotcha. antitrust laws anyway. And they were basically going to hand them that information via evidence in a different court case of like, oh, look at us colluding to stop golfers from golfing, which is like the <laughs> definition of breaking antitrust rules. So I think that was depends on the sport, though. Well, yeah, but and so again, PJ being a nonprofit, that's kind of different from the other sports. So I don't know. Well, I'm just like I think it's interesting because baseball has that famous uh, exception to the rule, where they they have that antitrust exception, where they're threatening of taking the MLB. Where, yeah, the MLB, where they can be the only baseball. League. Honestly, they should. Yeah, baseball you're right. A good kick. In you're the right face. about that. Um, this was. Yeah, Supreme Court granted baseball an antitrust exemption in the Federal League. Way back in the day. Uh, it's not like a recent thing, I believe. Yeah, this is in 1922 when this happened. Yeah, well, let's overturn they, that. They threatened, no, they threatened to take it away like last year, I think. Baseball did something. Yeah, there was a there was a strike. Major yeah, strike ladies, having place. Baseball has more rights than you. <laughs> oh, Oh, yeah. that was a Roe v. Oh. Wade joke. <laughs> oh. But yeah, Major League Baseball players are represented by union and labor law presides rather than entry trust law when collective bargaining agreements is in place. And that's what was, that was happening thing? last year. That's well, so nonsensical. Baseball just gets to do whatever it no, wants. I, I agree. It's ridiculous. You, you, there's, There shouldn't be a carve out for a specific sport. Yeah, Like I it's said that as like a joke, but actually sport. that's serious. There are no, people that, that is, with less rights stupid. than baseball. Mm-hmm. What? That's not true, but that no, doesn't make any sense. Stay over there. <laughs> let me, no, let me I'd go. have to do more research on this. And I think this might have been a reaction to the Black Sox scandal, which happened three years prior when there was major cheating going on. That's what I'm guessing. Again, I have to just do more research on that. But yeah. again, back know. to just, here. Oh, you're saying? No, I just say I don't know what event what caused that to come up a couple of years ago with the antitrust stuff but but yeah the whole antitrust stuff i don't know it, it, i think it's ridiculous just because if there's an exception for one sport there should be an, should be an exception for all like it just shouldn't yeah. be a rule then <laughs> it shouldn't be a sport specific exception but yeah. then again i don't know yeah and again baseball <laughs> again anything's possible now that's the one thing we've learned that exactly. money always wins Make deals, make deal. If you're going to work with the Saudis, try to make the deal right away because they'll just always outbid you. And this is exactly what happened there. No, don't make it all the way. Like fucking refuse for a year and a half and then they'll pay you more to do it. 
Oh, fine. In that sense, use that as a negotiation tactic. But ultimately, this, yeah, a lot of people thought Liv wasn't going to last long. Anyways, some people saw this coming, but didn't expect it to happen so fast. (laughs) And yeah, Jay Monahan clearly has a long way to go in terms of getting any good graces back for making this deal behind the player's back. And yeah, the story is going to continue to develop. And, you know, the next weekend is the U.S. Open. So we'll see everyone coming together there. But the big thing is, again, you do have the all, <coughs> assuming this all gets passed, you know, all the best players are going to come back together in regular tournaments beyond just too. the majors. And, yeah, just absurd amounts of money. And hopefully those players who skipped out for being loyal. Can That's the only thing we can confirm, back. right? Is like no matter how they structure it, no matter any of the other stuff we were talking about, factually speaking, all the players are going to earn more money for mm-hmm. years to come by playing golf. Being a golfer is about to become even more lucrative, probably for everyone, especially for the re- like the real contenders. Like I said, whether oh, yeah. they're whether they're together all the time, most of the time, none of the time, whether they do teams, whether they don't, like none of that. Put that's all like will be interesting. But put it to the side. That like the take home is everyone's about to make a lot of money, even the folks who didn't go in the first place. It's going to look different because they don't have the guaranteed money necessarily, but everyone's about to get super rich. (laughs) How long has Liv actually been around? Like a year. Literally a a year. Yeah. Just a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, I saw that like for the one we went to, that was the lowest ratings the PGA had had in a while. That was, that was a big problem too. That they were, yeah. Yeah. That PGA was losing a lot of viewerships. The and Anec- um, yeah, live was too. Yeah, but anecdotally, I live here in DC, as as we all know. And uh, the weekend after the PGA Championship, uh, live was at the good old Trump Golf Course here in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Trump called and- it that this was going to happen <laughs> right <laughs> away sorta, too. Sorta, he called it. But anyway, <laughs> um, and there was a lot of people excited about. It. I actually drove by the golf course. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a frat party out there. Yeah. People were excited. There was a lot of folks at that golf course to watch that live. And that wasn't like a championship or anything for them. I don't think it was just a regular golf day. Mm -hmm. Um, But like a lot of folks were excited about it. Even the few days after there was a lot of people wearing live gear down here. Like when live came to, you know, when live came to this area, it was not a small thing. They closed down part of the highway to get people into the parking. Like it was, it was a real deal. So, yeah, you know, the they, they weren't. The they weren't scene, nobody. Man. Yeah, I'm sure the ratings were down for both, but they weren't nobodies. They they were they were doing some business. Yeah, and and anecdotally, yeah, and apparently they went to you know people went to London to try to make this deal, and yeah, it really it really uh turned things upside down, and we're gonna see how the story develops more. And Ryan, remember when we were like. 17 with our old friend Sam and we we golfed for the very first time ever not knowing true golf etiquette at all like showing up in basketball shorts and t-shirts and I was in public oh I definitely wasn't (laughs) (laughs) that's a long ways to go and crash the uh, golf cart too oh yeah that's right oh forgot about that I I remember it went like just just again just being dumb high schoolers like yeah. And now look at the sport now since that 10 years ago. It's grown. We've grown. A, a lot, for sure. Isn't, and now... And isn't that beautiful? The most beautiful. Golf is like the most boring sport ever. I don't even know how people watch it. <laughs> I had a great time. I, I had a fun time <laughs> there, but I didn't watch any golf. 
Oh, I watched. <laughs> I watched Live the Next Weekend. That was so boring. I think golf. Golf is more interesting if you play it on a regular basis. I mean, oh, I can't I play, play golf. golf actually, there. I think Live is what made me interested in golf. Not that I even watch Live. <laughs> for me, there was if it, it felt like the Monday Night Wars, WCW, WWE. We had Live. We had PGA. Like, it and they merged. Added drama. Well, yeah, they merged too. But it added a lot. I might actually like it less now that they're one thing. I hope they keep it as separate brands. But anyway, we'll move Essentially, on. Essentially, every single league in sports or sports entertainment, except the NFL, because NFL's king, you will be merged or eaten up. Except obviously baseball, clearly. Well, yeah, because the court's <laughs> stepping in to keep the Saudis from buying America's pastime. <laughs> oh, boy. Crazy stuff. Ryan, why don't you switch gears with us and tell us our next story? Uh, sure. We'll, we'll go. We'll keep it into sports, actually. Uh, so Rocky's going to love this if he doesn't already know. Uh, they've officially announced the uh, new Madden 24 cover star, and it is... Buffalo Bills quarterback and Jeffrey Star's secret boyfriend, Josh Allen. <laughs> Josh, so Allen. Josh Allen. He didn't make the Super Bowl. Did I mean, hasn't done a, a lot of things that some other players have done. What do we think about Josh Allen getting to co- uh, grace the cover of the uh, the next Madden game? I think you know. Josh Allen's had some good PR. It was announced that he's now dating Haley Steinfeld, Academy That's Award nominated beard. actress. Beard. Um, and also in the uh, plays Gwen Stacy in the cross in the Spider Verse movies. Um, I think it's good, but you clearly see the Madden curse knocking on its door. And well, I was gonna. That was my next bit. Was that was the one I, thing I just be would worry about? I, I've lost track. How many of the last like I don't know how how many of the last cover stars have fallen victim to the Madden curse because what the, the last Madden curse, one for sure. Well, so Matt, why don't you explain the Madden curse for us? <laughs> so pretty much every person who has been on the Madden curse, every single, literally almost every, if you grace a cover of Madden, you will likely get injured. Almost every single person has, or like has a horrendous year. The only exception, like, Calvin Johnson, 2008, he had another all-star year. Every single person has gotten hurt who's Grace Madden, or they have had horrendous losses. And so, examples like Antonio Brown in Madden 19, who just went absolutely really batshit crazy. <laughs> uh, we have Tom Brady, who lost a Super Bowl right in there. And John Madden just straight up died. Well, yeah, Rob, <laughs> he died. Um <laughs> Rob Gronkowski got injured in 17, bad hamstring injury. Aldo Beckham Jr. gets injured in in 16. It's a, uh, or I should say, well, he just had a much worse season. He didn't get injured, but um, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty bad. It's pretty uh, you have to really watch yourself. And some people get there. And some people um, just go, just get hurt, or they just have very disappointing seasons. And Josh Allen, amongst this, with the Buffalo Bills, who had a hell of a season to begin with, and came up short. And it seems like their time is running out to win, especially with the team they have. Yeah. This, this is. Uh, if I was a Bills fan, <laughs> I would be nervous about. Well, that's this. where we're going. So that's why I didn't ask Rocky to explain yeah. Madden curse. Rocky, real time Bills fan, how mad are you that the Jets are about to win the division? 
I mean, that'd be pretty funny if they do. Um, mm-hmm. but not, it's not gonna be funny. It's facts. Bills are better than Jets, you could argue. Now they're not. Josh Allen's going out in the third game. Let's be honest. So he doesn't the way he plays. Everyone, every single game, everyone is just worried that he's just going to get hurt because he does the most reckless stuff. He's jumped over like three guys. Gonna happen. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's that has been like the story of the day here in New York. Mm-hmm. Everyone's talking because Josh Allen, you know, he's the he's the Western New York hero kind of thing. Like everyone loves yeah. him. And so it's about time that a Buffalo Bills player has gotten on the cover. He's the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, it's your best player before then, you know, killed some people. So yeah, and he's still he's still on the stadium. Oh, like he still they can't still take those touchdowns him. away, dude. Yeah, but you think killed some, hey. I'm sorry, I'm missing so they killed some people. OJ, OJ Simpson. Oh yeah, that's right. He, <laughs> he, he is, is, he, is still, uh, allegedly sorry, allegedly killed people. Well, no, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. Well, he was found. <laughs> whatever, but I mean, it's just weird. Like you go to the stadium and you see his name on the wall. Like all these years later, little, too. Touchdown's yeah, a touchdown, little, Rocky. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. But like, it's just it's it's a little bizarre. Um, because you see, like they have like the spread love. Stop yeah. on like uh, it's it's horrific. They shouldn't do it. This these are all jokes that we're making, but touchdowns a touchdown. No, I'm just saying it's it's, it's a very odd. It's a very uh, odd scenario to be in. No, but, but I'm yeah, being serious. It, it's pretty cool. I'm being um, serious. The the Jets. This is the best thing that's happened to the Jets all year. I'm putting this. I'm putting this with Aaron Rodgers. This is one in one A. Oh man, <laughs> that Josh Allen is going to get hurt this season. Plus, we have Aaron Rodgers now. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets hurt. He because again, look at how he plays. Yeah. So on, you know, coincidentally, nine eleven this year, we have to start the season is Bills on Monday night. You have Bills and Jets. Oh God! Please let it be in that game. Oh my God! Yeah. yeah, If that was a if that were to happen. New Where Jersey's gonna a solid cheer, which a solid forty five million people are gonna watch that game. Oh, that's and horrible! Yeah, the Is entire Madden state of New Jersey gonna cheering gonna right for a man to get injured on nine eleven. That's so bad, but it's gonna happen now. I mean, <laughs> the Bills have already been cursed, so I think it'll just be like it'll cancel itself out. You know, <laughs> you're not gonna weasel away with your lawyer speak. We're not gonna weasel our way out of this one. This is our yeah. time. And we got no one who can. By touch the way, us Josh Dolphins Allen got Jets caught Star. cheating on his girlfriend a few weeks with ago. Was it really? No, was he cheating? I I thought it was like another girl. Or was it Haley Steinfeld? Do you not know this this joke I'm making, Matt, about Jeffrey Star? Well, I knew that Jeffrey Star was trying to imply that he slept with an NFL player last season. Yeah, is it Josh Allen they're saying? Yeah, so there was holding on Snapchat trying to to decode who Jeffrey Star had slept with, and they they landed on Josh Allen. And so I've been telling Rocky since then. This is like one of those like Snapchat channels. Um, since I saw that, I've been telling Rocky that Josh (laughs) Allen is dating Jeffrey Star, and all these other women are just a beard. Um, and Haley Steinfeld isn't gonna change his uh. Not gonna People are saying there's better. absolutely no way he can get her to actually come to Buffalo. Yeah, that's what I would so go right. star. You'll awful never Buffalo. go far from Buffalo. I don't. I'll figure it out. She was amazing <laughs> in True Grit. You're, you're almost there. <laughs> Did you see, by the way, um, her doing press with Shamik Moore, who plays Miles Morales, and he's just openly flirting with her, and she is just not having it. She's dating Josh. Uh, she's dating Josh Allen. 
I know. Madden but... cover star, soon to be injured reserve list, Josh Allen. <laughs> and but Shamik Moore is the first Spider-Man to not be able to have his co-star fall in love with him. It worked with Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, and um Tobey Maguire dated Andrew Garfield. Yeah, Kirsten Dunst for a little bit. Good for after him. yeah. And Andrew Garfield dated Emma Stone. Racism. Did he really? And, That's crazy. Yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. say it's racism, but I mean, you know. Might be. Well, he also just. Well, what's the difference between the three Spider Men we just named and the (laughs) most recent Spider Man? Well, he did have some bad game, but. uh, I'm just saying. It could be that. It's hard to compete with a 6'5 NFL quarterback who's a big star, too. I mean, that's that's really. Who do I pick? Miles Morales, who's Spider Man, or an NFL player? I don't even know who this is. Shameek Moore? I can't spell though. I'm just gonna go Miles Morales. Miles Morales. Oh, Miles Morales. He's just he's he's the no. He knows who Miles Morales. He knows who Miles Morales is. Yeah, he's one of the actors. Oh yeah, Shamik Moore. He's he's good. He's seen he's in Wu Tang the show, and I don't know and other stuff. But I like uh, and he's awesome as Miles Morales. Yeah, he's great as Miles Morales. Across the Spider Verse is probably the best anime movie I've ever seen. Hands down. Bad looking. Into the Spider Verse or across? across the Spider. I haven't seen so the, the second one. The new, yeah, I haven't seen the second one. I yeah, I saw it two days ago. It was great. And um, yeah, but anyways, Josh Allen, you have a lot on the line and you have a risk. And especially yeah. if they don't win this year, and right before he has to get paid, it's uh must be nerve wracking. But maybe love, maybe Haley will truly show I'm in this. By going all the way to Buffalo. And I also just saw another news. Buffalo just announced they're going to put a roof on their new stadium. No, no, sorry. No, they're not. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I mixed <laughs> up. They're going to Jacksonville. Buffalo has ah. a new stadium coming. Yes. Jacksonville's, yeah. get, Jacksonville's getting a new roof. Buffalo's getting a new stadium. Yeah, they just broke ground on the stadium two days ago. Look at that. See? Yeah. A lot happening in Buffalo. Uh, get ready. Roger Goodell was there. Ooh, everybody's favorite Talk about good commissioner. Uh, honestly, he actually went from least like commissioner, went down one because golf's commissioner took the lead. But yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Goodell had a pretty good week. <laughs> he's like, hey, they don't hate me the most anymore. By the way, I have to talk about something that may transcend generations, something that really broke the Internet's heart. And how could somebody do this to literally the most important celebrity living right now? It was just announced earlier this week that most important star, the greatest person to ever live, according to some people, Taylor Swift is now single. She just broke (laughs) up with the lead singer of the 1975. um, What's his name? Yes. Not making it's not a good day to be a Matt. Matt Healy, and there was a picture of Matt Healy making out with a security guard in the middle of a con of a 1975 concert, and then Taylor and him sp- split up. How could somebody do this to Taylor Swift, guys? How could somebody break her heart? I, first of all, she's cheated on Matt. First, that's really? number one. Yeah. No way, Sings really? Yes, How could really. she do this? Taylor know. Swift is imperfect. But more importantly, <laughs> she actually just broke up with her longtime boyfriend recently, or semi-recently, right? So which one? Not, not Matt Healy, Joe Alwyn. I can't keep up. 
<laughs> oh, come on now. All right, TikTok, I got this. Uh, Joe Allen <laughs> was dating Taylor Swift for a while, actually. Joe Allen was from that movie, the one about the war. It doesn't matter. It wasn't. You know. um, and they were together for a while. They're together, I believe, throughout COVID. However, in her song, some Swifties believe, um, TikTok knows what I'm talking about, uh, that there was actually coded messages and that this entire most recent album, Midnight's, everyone thought, what kind of album is it? Wow, this is so new. This is actually all a breakup album about Joe because right when the Midnight's tour started like right when it went out it was revealed that her and her longtime boyfriend joe were breaking up um and then she released two more songs like in addendums to the original album that came out midway through i believe they were actually new jersey uh, exclusive songs at first you had to go to the concert at medlife to get access to them on saturday um and those basically explain the whole thing so uh for everyone trying to catch up you got to listen to two songs that only people from new jersey have heard and um then you'll understand uh that joe and taylor were drifting apart and all the songs in the album that you heard wondering who they're about they're actually all about joe joe I'm trying to I'm looking at this Cosmopolitan magazine about the history of Taylor Swift's dating. But again, just how how could anybody do this? Unbelievable, Matt. Healy, how'd you drop the bag? Unbelievable, Matt. How did, yeah, how I will he say drop that. Like right now, Taylor Swift is swimming in so much money. You just you want to keep that around a little yeah, bit. Yeah, she really is. This is going to this era's tour. I mean, I've never seen so many people on my social media take a picture of them all in the same place at the same time. There is a study right now. Oh, by the way, you're talking about Joe Alwyn? That's what I said. Alwyn. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I didn't know if you if you said his last name, but yeah. Was Matt, he Dunkirk? Which war movie was he in? Joe Alwyn. Um me as i'm looking that up what were you about to say uh there's actually apparently a scientific like an actual real research study <laughs> looking at people who have blacked out at taylor swift's concerts all right so the the, the what i'm saying is uh they when people go through a severe trauma a lot of times they will basically block it out. Scientists know this is this is factual. It's not guaranteed, but it's something that happens in moments of uh, severe uh, stress and trauma. Apparently, there's been reports now, significant enough to warrant a study of them, that folks have blacked out and repressed, not through pain, of course, but through sheer excitement and joy, portions of the Taylor Swift concert. They blacked out. And that scientists are looking because this would basically say that you can actually feel positive emotions so strongly that they also turn your brain off in the way that traumatic and fearful emotions can do. So they're actually testing uh. this out. Apparently, there's, again, there's enough people to make an actual study out of this. Enough people have reported this to their doctor that they've lost time, that they've blacked out and they can't remember certain points, certain aspects of their time at the Taylor Swift concert because of presumably happiness and so yeah taylor swift has actually altered people's brain chemistry it may in addition to you know of course her musical contributions to the culture contribute to scientific scholarship and so i've been arguing with matt for a few days now about should we call wow. taylor swift the most important person <laughs> because arguably like hopes and uh, you know, there's only one but you know what i'm talking about like there are important people who's on, got like, more followers on twitter taylor swift or the I, it's got to be taylor swift but i mean just, or the po <laughs> seriously i mean by the way joe Allen was in billy should probably know that for a tweet cap uh you, you really ahead, should man. billy lynn's longtime halftime walk is the movie you're talking the war movie you're talking about okay um the taylor post swift 
Taylor Swift. Barack Obama's. They have to commit. She has to commit to like four uh, four years. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, these people, these Swifties. Uh, it's I'm amazing. Listen, I support you supporting things that truly yeah. make you happy in this world. Exactly. But man, people really do the most absurd things. I've I've. I remember I, there was this TikTok of somebody like staying like five hours post show. Is Taylor coming back? Is Taylor coming back? Um, these are that person's grown probably women. in the scientific study now. <laughs> you could do these scientific studies. She's and probably in that I scientific just, study. She forgot. <laughs> what did Taylor Swift do that like? Who's the biggest single? Like, is she on that Elvis level? Is that fair to say right now? I so, it's, that's uh, hard. Or Michael Jackson at his peak movie. because. What genuine, genuinely, and Swifties, go ahead and answer this at RPP95, at T2Cap, whatever. What has she done for music? Okay. Like, t- she's done a lot for Taylor. Taylor yeah. Swift's a household name. She's a quadruple zillionaire. Like, yeah, she's done a bunch for Taylor. And good. You know, grab the bag, do, go for it. What has she done for music? And again, you could say, well, Elvis stole, Elvis did steal all of his sound, the entire thing. But he did take a music that not as many people were listening to, and he went ahead and put it on the mainstream radio. Uh, Michael Jackson. People had never seen someone do what Michael Jackson did in terms of the actual, like, the stage performance, the dancing, all of that. Um, like, you know what I mean? And no one has ever done it as young as Michael Jackson, like, really. Like, name another person who was, like, five years old, whatever he was, eight <laughs> years old, and then went on until he died as a massive, you know, pop star. Like, he changed, frankly, what it meant to be a performer, not even just music. He changed what performers were look like. I mean, he's one of the first child stars. Yeah, And, true. like, he, he was a blueprint for what that could look like, the good and the bad of, like, child stardom. He's literally the caretaker of that. He showed both sides of that coin. So, like, yeah, Taylor Swift obviously incredibly culturally important to the music right now in terms of just sheer number of fans and the, the sold out shows, the music, whatever. Um, I, I guess the only thing I could say is, has there ever been a female artist as popular as Taylor Swift? I guess Beyonce's, you can argue her. Right. Like you could, if, they you had were the beehive to, and if you're trying to make the argument, beehive Taylor versus Swifties. Swift, like if you're looking for Taylor Swift's like contribution to music, and I don't know the numbers, but that's probably the only place you could find that. Like I don't. Uh, that's the only way you could be like, oh, she's like Elvis. Uh, yeah, in terms of I, like having a historical impact on the music industry and on music and the way we listen to music, because she's just a pop star. Like we've, heard, you can hear Taylor Swift without Taylor Swift. You can hear other people do Taylor Swift. Yeah, right. Uh, like it, she hasn't. She she's good at it. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, she's very but, talented. There are some yeah. awesome songs she puts out. Yeah. So I'm not this is not an insult to her at all. I'm just thinking, like, what is what is the there there? And I'm not again, when you talk about like Elvis, you talk about some of these other, you know, like Jimi Hendrix, what he did for guitar and, and for rock music, like talk about some of these people. I, I don't know if I can put Taylor Swift in that category. I mean, she's outsold like all of them. At least from their, really? you know, from their a, you know, when they were alive, when she's alive. I mean, Elvis has had however many years on Taylor. I, she may have outsold him just proper. I don't know. I don't know their, you know, that. But like, you know, 
it's just to me, and again, the Beatles, another one, but the Beatles were the British invasion. They brought a new sound from overseas. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't see the history, the historical impact she's had on Western music. I don't see it unless, again, unless as a woman, she's broken a ton of barriers and she may have. I, that's totally possible. It's definitely close. Um, I just don't know. And so I think that that's potentially, you know, if she's the most, you know, the the highest selling female artist ever, or if she's, you know, won more Grammys than any female artist ever, like if she's done a lot of things for women, uh, then you can make that, in, you know, say, yeah, she's like Elvis, like, look at what she's done as a woman, like that no one has ever been able to do that before. She's the first woman to accomplish this. Then, yeah, I could see the historical significance of that and like calling her like an Elvis type figure, but I just don't know that information off the top of my head. So exactly why I just, I got to have a Swifty podcast and be educated simply as that. I just don't know. And I'll take that. All I know is she is a genuine talent who sings um, very well with some catchy tunes and some very vulnerable, emotional songs. It's your favorite I just want to know my be together forever and ever. We this one. I like the one where she talks in the middle. I don't know that one. <laughs> um, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yes. Yes. Take it off's good. Um, That's a good. I know that one. I've even learned, like what was that? She wears short skirts. I wear t-shirts. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay, Taylor Swift. Oh, oh, yeah. Taylor Swift. I just don't want to copyright charge. They literally, okay. they'll have a. I I like I was looking up. Even a note done copyright. Mm. So we avoid that. We are never ever yeah. getting back together. That's my favorite yeah. Taylor Swift song. That's his favorite. Okay. No, I mean I, I, I are, like, are your uh, significant others Swifties? Mine is, yes. Is she planning to see her? We don't have the funds for that because it's thousands uh. of dollars. But yes, she was until she saw it was thousands of dollars. <laughs> well, that's um. when we talked, we had a tweet cap earlier about Ticketmaster, they literally projected these tickets are worth thirty thousand dollars, and the way you're seeing that on reaction, is, uh, the seeing the reaction, I, I think we almost need to it. apologize to Ticketmaster. Yeah, right. Almost. They had it right. <laughs> I think they, I think Clearly. they may have properly valued what people were willing to pay for. I'm these tickets. seriously. Uh, On behalf of the Productive Conversations podcast, Ticketmaster. No, don't apologize. Don't apologize. We apologize, but maybe they'll be a sponsor one day. Okay, then Ryan's not involved. Uh, I am. <laughs> I won't be on any of the. It's okay. I won't be on any of the sponsored Ticketmaster content. I'll I'll accept that right now. <laughs> That's totally allowed in negotiations. You could kick me off of all the Ticketmaster episodes, and I, I will apologize. only be on the Ticketmaster episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift, the Swifty podcast coming this summer. No doubt about that. But yeah, that is definitely, I think, one of our first retractions of this. Realizing they really half are worth... Half retraction. Really worth that much. After um, everything Ryan said, that's the first retraction? Essentially. What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't it's know. being this accurate. No the other, to study? Why don't know. we just take the somber part of the podcast, but honor a great man right now. Ryan, what happened? What was your other story? Uh, yeah. So unfortunately, today, uh, professional wrestling and well, Twitter lost uh, one of the most prolific talents on either of those platforms and mediums, uh, and that is, of course, the Iron Sheik. Um, the Iron Sheik was 81 years old. For non-wrestling fans, you may not know who the Iron Sheik is, and 
or you may only know him as the angry old uh uh angry old wrestler from twitter because that has become his new personality but uh the iron sheik was a wrestler from the golden age of professional wrestling as you know people call it uh, maybe even frankly prior to like back in the territory age um he uh, uh was former wwe champion he's actually the guy who made hulk hogan uh who he is uh, uh they ended up yeah. not friends but uh just factually speaking wwe wouldn't exist uh without the iron Sheik. um because Hulk Hogan would not exist without the Iron Sheik. Uh, people didn't like Hulk Hogan, uh, and but he was the big star, and they needed someone who was willing to have a good match with Hulk Hogan. Not always an easy thing to do. Uh, and then let him win. And Iron Sheik was one of the only, uh, you know, consummate professional uh, who was willing to go out there. And part of it was because everyone, you know, thought Hogan was a phony. And Iron Sheik is one of the toughest people ever. <laughs> like genuinely he was on the Olympic team, you know, he's, uh, I believe he was a refugee, um, as well. Um, it, it, like his personal life before being a wrestler. So he's an incredibly tough individual. So he had nothing to prove. He was willing to do the business, um, drop the WWE championship or WWF championship at the time, uh, to Hulk Hogan, which set off Hulkamania, which set off rock and wrestling era, which leads us down and down and down now all the way to, uh, you know, where we are today, where it's a global company that just made like a, you know, billion, billion dollar deal with uh, Endeavor Media Group. So uh, Iron Sheik is incredibly influential. This is definitely, you know, I mean, wrestlers die, of course, in old age. Wrestling's been around a long time. And they always get a very nice tribute, you know, the bell salute and all that stuff. This is probably one of the most influential folks in professional wrestling to pass away. Um, it's definitely one of the saddest ones since, I mean, I mean, Chad Kaspard, of course, was incredibly sad. That was recent, but because of how young he was. Um, but this is definitely one of the saddest passings recently in professional wrestling. And so, you know, for, for wrestling fans everywhere, uh, let the Sheiky baby know on Twitter that, uh, that you love him. That he's the, the greatest of the world. Uh, cause everyone who's talks about him says basically that. Uh, so yeah. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know, him, check out his Twitter page. It's funny. <laughs> um, I'm sure it'll be done now, but I uh, his last tweet, by the way, uh, is alive, at least presumably alive, uh, was fuck the wildfires. <laughs> so, uh, he was a big fan of fuck the insert. Well, usually fuck the Hulk Hogan, but every once in a while he would throw something else in there. Uh, yeah. So his last tweet, he was condemning the, uh, wildfires that were, are, you know, turning the sky orange across the Northeast right now. So, yeah. Yeah. That man gave it, gave it his all clearly vegged the Campbell clutch. Yeah, he was also the, the he was also the champion that did the honors for Hogan too, to start his run and gay and, um, won the championship at Madison Square Garden from him. And yeah, his an ultimate Twitter page, truly. And one thing he did, he gave us a mystery. His second to last tweet, whoever let the dogs out can go fuck yourself. <laughs> very, very, genuinely very, very funny Twitter account. Um, yeah. <laughs> obviously, but um, again, just beyond the funny Twitter account, there's so much... Uh, there's so much that wouldn't be the way it is in wrestling without the Iron Sheik. Um, he, he was a flamboyant character in an era where that was not necessarily always the case, but he was real in so many ways. I mean, despite playing a Sheik, uh, he, he felt <laughs> real in a way that wasn't necessarily common 
in the eighties, you know, everyone has a job, repo man, et cetera, et cetera, like era of wrestling. Uh, and he had a, career that lasted a very long time too even in wwe and then beyond so yeah the iron cheek that's a very sad passing professional wrestling i'm sure aew has done something tonight i'm sure smackdown's going to do something on friday um to honor iron cheek but it's definitely definitely a tough one for professional wrestling fans in the industry at large we're never gonna forget you iron cheek We never will. Change now let's go. World. Let's go from one legend to the next. It was announced last week that the Academy Award-winning actor <laughs> named Al Pacino, at 83 years old, circle is about, is about to welcome a child at 83 years old with the tw- with his 29-year-old girlfriend, who's 29 years old. So let me do the math really quick. Years old. <laughs> 83 minus 29 is 54. So when Al Pacino turned 54 years old, somebody was born and now they're having a child. Oh man. This is getting that's gross. Listen, I am very I am very I'm 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 happy to see new life being brought into this crazy world. Now I don't know if I necessarily think it's necessary for an 83-year-old to welcome a child. You know, we talked about the 79-year-old Robert De Niro welcoming his seventh child, and we thought that was a lot, but now add four more years to that. And uh, what am I going to say? What, 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 <laughs> no, I had- <laughs> What am I going to say? Someone take it over. We've already had this discussion, and Ryan's probably going to disagree with me. But I mean, again, new life, amazing. There should be more children being born, and it's a great thing. But children should have, you know, grow up with a father. And he's, I think, already passed the average life expectancy in America, I believe. So he's literally going to be one of the oldest fathers on record. So this guy or this, this child is just going to grow up fatherless. There's a good chance. They'll probably not even know or have any memories of their father. And that is sad. Yeah. You just have to watch his. I mean, yes, it's going to be very soon where we're going to be talking about how Al Pacino put over Hulk Hogan in our touching tribute to him. Um, But (laughs) I think I I have another crazy fact for you guys after we're done. I, th- I think that I said something similar last time, and um, we mentioned Al Pacino last time. How young his girlfriend was, so we should. We probably actually made this. That's character. like you would. That's um, like the three of us at twenty eight. That's like us hey, having in a child, way. In a way, this child, child was ours. Oh, uh, I think I can't we imagine made this impregnating child. someone in their eighties, even getting in the process of well, making think that you, happen. I don't think you can. Man, I think that biologically speaking, a woman in her 80s is not going to bear children. True, true. Um, but like, uh, I, you know, we had a similar discussion. We talked succession about Connor being a much older person. Uh, he wasn't 80, though. There. But he wasn't 80. Might have been 60, but. <laughs> I Listen, I think, I think that, I mean, yeah. But yes, he's going to be dead before this kid has any solid concrete memories. Uh, I said this about De Niro and it was equally as unconfirmed as what I'm going to say it now. I have to assume that how many, how many kids does Al Pacino currently have? 
Uh, it's this will be than, his fifth child. Which is less than De Niro. Sorry, sorry, this will be his fourth child. I'm sorry. Way less than De Niro. Wasn't De Niro almost the double digits? Wasn't he up in Nick Cannon? He's at territory? seven. He's at seven. Okay, yeah. And in um, the 54-year difference, he has... He, can you imagine? I'm a 55-year-old man. I have a two-year-old baby. This is my... This is my yeah. brother. And so, yeah. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, I think that there's a really solid argument you can make that the other four, four, three kids, the other three Pacinos, <laughs> weren't spending a lot of time with their dad. Anyway, uh, I think you can make the argument that the parenting probably wasn't the primary goal of Al Pacino in the same way that it probably wasn't the primary goal of Robert De Niro. When you can have that many kids, De Niro's case specifically, that many kids with that many different women, then there's only so much, you, in my opinion, only so much you can care (laughs) about those kids. Um, And so I think that, I mean, yes, they won't know their dad. And you can certainly, as Rocky's tried to do, be like, oh, that's sad. And yeah, on paper, sure, that's sad. Uh, I I think they were going to be ignored anyway, Rocky, would be my rebuttal. Um, And they get to be a Pacino. You know how much money that's worth? No, it's not better. I think it was going to be kind of bad either way. And at least they're rich. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, there's plenty of folks who don't know their dad. And then they're poor. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, just plain people don't know their dad. Uh, yeah, and that's not a good thing. I'd say it was. I'm just saying, if you're going to not know your dad, it'd be nice. Yeah, at least you got lots of money and you know who your dad was. Like, well, you know, yeah. he was a famous that, actor. True, but at the same but, time, you, you'll know him from movies when he's, if he's a good actor, it's literally not him. Yeah, but I'm just Al saying. Al Pacino is like, one of the, legitimately one of the greatest actors to ever live. Well, Both on stage and about him. <laughs> well, for the people who are aware, um, he's, yes. he's a legend. He's so a true legend. Know Al Pacino. Yeah, I don't, don't know who I've, Al Pacino I is. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen a single Al Pacino movie. You've never seen any of the. You've Scar- never seen like Scar or Godfather no. or Scarface. Or, yeah. No. What else is he in? Even he's Jack, in Jack and Jill. And Jill. <laughs> no, I mean, I the, the truth. I mean, there's uh, Serpico, Justice for All, Sen of a Woman, Dick Tracy, Dog Day Afternoon, Glenn Gary, how Darren did we Ross, both, Tables how did we, Advocate. How did we both go from Scarface to Jack and Jill? How was that the jump we both made at the same time? I think because that's the one. Listen, because Al Pacino is big for at, at this point for like our parents' generation yeah, oh, yeah, and. Yeah. Like huge film nerds, so the one thing I do think maybe a younger person would recognize is Jack and Jill. True, and unfortunately, yeah, he's 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 a, he's amazing. Um, he's Very a good. legit living legend, and now people he was on TV too, wasn't he? Didn't he just yeah, he was TV on show? the Amazon show, um, yeah. Hunters. The, the the thing is, I just I don't think this will tarnish his legacy in any way. But no. when the day comes that he joins eternal life I was like and he leaves behind a infant a child like that and this this baby mama her name is nor alfala do you know who she dated last before al pacino robert de niro robert de niro, robert de niro. no Wait, really <laughs> at 22 years old she was dating 74 year old mick jagger so she okay has a mm. fetish clearly yeah, for money. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Be for love. We to don't be know. rich. 
<laughs> I mean, I'd do it. Come on. I mean, yeah, sleeping with somebody 50 years older than me for that she cash. Does she really had a mission? Yeah, she has a fetish. She, she, she clearly could money. It. It. Who's, who's, who's she dating next? Jay Leno? Uh, I, if he's rich enough, I don't think he's Pacino. I'm trying to think who's the oldest, who's the oldest legendary celebrity. That's going to be alive. Oh, I think oh, she, oh, uh, 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 the guy from, uh, Al Camino. Al Camino. Uh, she's going to date Brian Cranston? To a chair. No. Oh. Oh, Clint Eastwood? Clint Eastwood. <laughs> That's next. Clint Eastwood. Yeah. No, I, I guess so. He's like Clint Eastwood's 90. 90. Yeah. He, well, yeah, I just, I don't think it'd be Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Is he having a kid soon? I, th- I hope not. No, he's running for president because <laughs> he's finally old enough. Clint Eastwood is 93 years old. He's in the prime of his life. <laughs> Political comedy. Hey, he's still directing. The That's pretty good. Thank you. Well, it, it's your world, Nor. We're just living in it. Yeah, I just Google him. I'm sure. Um, yeah, good for him. I, I, I wonder if I Al Pacino has the moves like Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what does... That would That's be a great interview. Whoever could pull her off if she's willing to talk. Only if she'll answer that very hard hitting question. Al Pacino. To, think about it. when you're 22 years old. I get it. I get there are people who probably are looking for that sugar daddy. But at 22 years old, at looking for somebody 74 years old and all the biology with that. It's just say like those biology is the same, man. You, the, I know the, thing but like, the two of you, and I'm going to say this now, you guys are putting too much into this. The biology is the same. Let's just be honest. It's kind of gross all the time. Like when you really, if you take it and try and think about it scientifically, it's gross. The <laughs> scientifically whole time. when, when they're both 25, when they're both 55, when they're both 85 or any combination in between, it's never like, Oh, this is wonderful. I mean, at the moment for the people involved, sure. But like, if you look at it as an outsider, it's always, you know, it's you're trying to make this into something like beautiful when it's never really that beautiful. Uh, I mean, I guess the gift of life, is beautiful, right? So sure, that part. But they did that part. I don't know. I think we're putting too She's much. She's literally going to have to say, "Listen, your your dad, if if he makes it, in, I really if hope he in makes five it. years, you say, listen, dad's not going to be around any longer. I just wanted to be rich, and here you are. I don't know. He won't know his dad or her dad. No, I'm saying she's dad. saying to she says to her to little Al, like I'm <laughs> saying that this. I'm saying little AJ. Could get go their entire life not knowing they're Al Pacino's child. (laughs) Al Pacino's not going to be there for Christmas. I know you're going to be missing me when you got that big, white, wrinkly body on top of you with this loose skin and old balls. Gross. Oh, again. I think we're putting too much into the. What fact was that? That's from a Big Daddy. Uh, Big Daddy. That's <laughs> have that clip on hand. That's impressive. No, oh, I just I typed it in. Like that. We're well, not yeah. giving enough credit to the fact that balls are gross, just inherently. If you really think about it. And but, then you have oh, Scarface's balls, and he's not Scarface. <laughs> that movie is forty years old. Is he? Uh, he's uh, he was right. Yeah, that's him. When he was a really, he looked really old in that. You're gonna have a kid thirty years from now. I'm saying that kid's not even gonna know. I'm telling you, that kid's not even gonna know. Al Pacino's never going to be the dad, even if he was 30. He wasn't going to be the dad who sits around the Christmas tree. That wasn't going to be Al Pacino. Come on. 
there's a scene in the movie Heat where Al Pacino and Robert De Niro have they have a scene together, and they're pretty old at this point. <laughs> Released in 1995. Joe Pesci. Thirty years later. Thirty years later, you're going to have a infant. Essentially, our biology, our biology has taken place in the time between when they had real adult t- children to now. Another one. Another one. DJ Collins. When you go to that elitist Beverly Hills private school and Al Pacino's in his Walker 87, it's like, hey, how did my kid do in, in drawing today? He'll say he did well, <laughs> Mr. Pacino. <laughs> it's again. You, you guys are putting too much into this. Mm. I, I really guess. I guess those are. schools really are kind of used to it, though. Yeah. I, I'm sure those <laughs> those kids are used to it. The celebrities. Come on. Yeah. This, this is be not so new. This is not new. We literally we covered it. It's not new. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the next one? Is I'm gonna ask. Joe Pesci. It's just gonna be the oh. entire cast of The Irishman. Jesus. Ending with uh, Martin Scorsese. So, did you guys see Apple Vision Pro? (laughs) Apple announced their VR system, Apple Vision Pro. Let me tell you something. When you announce a product and you hear legitimate groans in the crowd, (laughs) and they're asking for $3,500 for this, only two hours of battery, and it's probably only going to be used for porn. I mean, what are we doing here? I didn't see anything on there that other headsets can't do. I did. Yeah. Well, what? Be called Apple? 3500 <laughs> uh, well, I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. The price tag was different. Yeah, my... I have, like, what? The Oculus is, what, two, 300 bucks? Something like 250 <laughs> Yeah. And it does the exact same thing. Yeah, what's it made by Tim Apple, though? <laughs> no, it's Tim, made by Tim the Apple. Zuck himself. The Zuck himself. Yeah. But no, it's absolutely ridiculous. I don't. It's just Apple's marketing. Then they'll probably sell out. Yeah, That's, he's like, we got you work. suckers. It's and got some cool. It, it, they're they're trying to make it into like a business device. They want you to walk around the office with this on. Yeah, because you need a corporate credit card to pay for it. (laughs) But they've already tried tried that before. They've made like perfect, like Microsoft has almost the exact same product on the market right now. And no one knows about the HoloLens because no one cares about it. it. It doesn't do anything. It's a very expensive headset that's supposed to be used in like a professional setting. And you don't hear anything about it. So this I, is going to flop. This is going by the wayside. This is going to be Google Glass written all over it. I almost bought Google Glass. Oh, I got saved your money. That it was, was when we were in college. It was like 2014 ish. Was it glasses? It was actually glasses. They would. I don't know if they'd connect to your glasses or if they would go. Oh, it was a whole new glasses. Like it, it was. It was, it was a whole thing. And it was a little thing that would go down like over your eye. And so it would go down over your eye, and mm-hmm. um. Google ended up stop selling these things because people were driving with them and getting into crashes. Yeah. And um, I only saw cool. one pair in my life. I saw one pair at the Pittsburgh Wegmans, but I almost I bought never them. Saw and I got because you had to get on a list to buy these things. So I got on a list as like a student. So I got on a student like list. Cyber truck. And they were like the same thing. It was thousands of dollars for this. So I was out because, you know, being a student, I'm not going to spend multiple thousands of dollars on Google Glass. But yeah, I could see that 
this new headset being very similar to that. Yeah, this this I don't think this is gonna last. And like I said, I know PR, you know, VR is growing in the gaming world. That's really it. And for mm-hmm. porn, that's, for virtual porn, like what else what is down? How how much is... more can this evolve? Are we gonna have is this gonna put me in a movie? Am I gonna be able to watch a sporting event or a match right into it and get the 4D aspect have, of it? Um, have you tried VR before? Yes. I've played okay. uh, like virtual games with it, so okay. Yeah, and I, I know it doesn't. It doesn't offer that VR sakes. It just yeah. brings me in the VT. So yeah, my um, thing is there. Are, there are tech people. They're like I won't call them tech bros because they're actually not the broy ones. The broy ones, I'm sure, feel this way too. But like, they just they, sell. there are these tech people who like they they're they're misreading this entire thing about VR. In my opinion, like they're seeing VR as like this this you know world altering application like you said people just want to play games and you know you know to it like they don't <laughs> no one wants it to be like no one wants to work in the metasphere nobody wants to do virtual like conf, you know virtual conferences like nobody wants to use these things for those reasons like the market is not there the people who want to buy the headsets want to buy it for those other things that we're talking about. And they also don't have $3,500 to do that. Like it's, it's being marketed at the wrong price. Not because again, if a business wanted to it, 3,500 would make sense, but they don't businesses aren't doing this. Like professionals are not using VR for their profession. Regular people are for their leisure. It's, It's not even that it's not there yet. It's kind of like, what is the point of it? There's no I mean, practical reason to use VR. You can literally do all of it. You can name a single thing that we can't do right now that we could do in VR. Name a I single think thing. What was pretty cool is so when I got my uh Vive, I have a Vive Pro, which was yeah. marketed as like um a professional headset. And and very I spent too much on it. They were very expensive back in the day. And one of the big things they would do was these um well they brought like 3D cameras. I think they brought it to like the NBA finals. And you could watch the NBA finals in your VR headset or something like that. And so, and they were going to try to premiere movies on it, which never worked out. But so, but, so I'm saying, what is the, like, genuinely, someone explain to me, what is the actual difference between watching the movie at home? Like, all right, during COVID, a bunch of new movies got released to HBO, right? So what would be the the functional difference between someone saying, oh, you can do VR movies versus, oh, we're just going to put our movies on HBO the same day it comes out in theaters? I mean, I've watched VR movies, not like like you like not more than like 40 minutes long, but they it just puts it on a massive screen. So like I can have like get, a, yeah. a 40 me, or 60 inch television. Just go to the theater it, to it. it looks like you're in a movie theater. I, to me, it just doesn't to me. I don't. I mean, but in fairness, that's leisure, by the way. That I would still consider that leisure. If they can make that work, that would be something interesting. Yeah, but like, it's, it's really cool. Like, you can just lay back. Like, on mine, you can just lay yeah, back. I get what you're saying. Bed and just have it on your eyes. And that's yeah. that's pretty cool. But business-wise, what name a business function that we can't already do. We already commute with people anywhere in the world. We can already take virtual tours of office space, of, you know, of project venues. Like, we can do all of this stuff practically right now. Is it going to be as cool? No, 
but no one is doing business for cool. Like no one's like, oh, I, want my business to, <laughs> I want my business to be conducted want- as cool as possible, except I for the Silicon Valley years. people. Like the regular businesses just want it to be writing my PDFs in this cost. You know what I mean? Like effective, like does the job and cost effective. Like if you can do those things and Skype can do those things and Zoom can do those things and Teams can do those things, then they really don't need anything else. Like I just don't see it as like practical for businesses. Like in that it's not going to be as cost effective as just doing something different. And so I've seen if it be um, used like medical applications. They're starting to try to do that where doing performing surgeries on VR and stuff like that. As they're a training, they're, they're experimenting with that. No one would like they're they're ta- they're experimenting with using these surgical robots being operated by doctors using VR, so you can have a world class surgeon operate on someone from across the country. Yeah, but you don't don't worry, you got need to, Mr. VR Robot, to so. do that. Exactly, uh, you don't need VR, VR would to make do it. Um, they use a PS4 controller. Right, yeah. I'm saying right, but they, so this is this would be a like real life operation. Exists. Like remember the board game operation? That's what exactly. it would be. Yeah, well, the controllers they, could vibrate. There's a, there's a hospital in Puerto Rico, I believe, that does this actually. It's again, right. there are, and the, having the VR there, you can see things like you're actually there. And I'm not a surgeon, but I feel like the the bigger you know the viewing screen is, the more but successful it's not you'll be. Strictly necessary. I don't That's know. It could be. I'm not a well, surgeon. No, I'm telling you, it's not because I know there you, are hospitals. Have you do done this. surgery on TV before? Well, no, but hot, there are doctors who do it. I'm saying that I've, there are hospitals already in existence that do virtual surgeries. I know that for a fact. Yeah, but like, one in Puerto Rico. I, I, I know. It, I'll do know they use like like virtual or like in VR? I, I don't believe it's in VR because I learned about this six years ago. Oh, so oh I thought this, I thought in that mission it was like a, a VR thing. No, that's what I'm saying. Like six years ago, before VR was a big deal, there were hospitals already starting to do this. So, would, could it make it easier? Sure. Is it strictly required? No. And so I just don't like $3,500 for something that's not necessary. I just I feel like they're marketing this wrong. I think that this has got to be a leisure device for, for a long time. Like they're jumping yeah. over leisure because there's more money in corporate. And it, no one is, I don't believe anyone's buying that there's a lot of corporate use for this. Yeah. I think Thanks. leisure, you can definitely sell leisure, but if you're going to sell it at leisure, it can't be $3,500. No, I, I agree. Like um, the metaverse has something like 35 users in it recently. Yeah, like <laughs> no one, no one's five, using, no one three, is using five. Yeah. Like the metaverse I heard is like dead. Yeah. No one's using that because it was stupid. I, <laughs> business video game. It was business video. Video there was business video firm. game. <laughs> there was a law firm that existed solely in the metaverse. It's stupid. No one's getting attacked in the metaverse. No one is suing their, you know, ex-wife in the, the metaverse. That's happening here where we live. The funny thing is I have one. I have an Oculus or whatever. You need you to be in the metaverse, metaverse. And I've never once even attempted to use it. It has 35 people. I am proud to say as this podcast is growing, Something we like are getting whole podcasts. We're getting more podcast downloads and views on individual videos in the metaverse and we spent a lot less money producing this podcast than they spent (laughs) producing the metaverse by the way that's what you get zuck let's get more (laughs) into uh let's get more into (laughs) to the nitty-gritty of things so it came out let me say something experts there is a man named all right let me start there's a man named david charles grosh a decorated Air Force veteran who said that the USA 
retrieved crafts of non-human origin UFOs. This guy, Grosh, this Air Force vet, said that there is a UFO retrieval program, and the Pentagon denied it today. Whether they denied it so they want us to not think it exists, but it seems that clearly Grosh is a whistleblower saying that there are UFO. We have collected UFOs that have crash landed on this planet. They have got it before we notice, before we could take pictures of it. And um, the Army vet said, this is what's going on. Do you believe this is the case? Wreck it, even though the Pentagon denied it. But you know, who knows the truth if we're going to have the uh, eye-opening segment here. Do you think there is a UFO retrievement program in the United States, guys? Uh, tweet cap deep cut. We <laughs> talked a little bit about this uh, back. When, remember those obelisks during COVID were showing up everywhere. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. nonchalant so, saying like, "Oh yeah, yeah this this." So is the it. tweet cap has actually gone into the world of UFO, and I said this then, and I'm actually going to say it <clears throat> the reason I am actually inclined to believe the Pentagon over this particular veteran is because of one other name. Donald Trump. Hear me <laughs> out. We know Donald Trump. We, we've known him for a while now. He was our president for, for a brief spell. Maybe our president again. That man, it's gonna be a fun I don't cap. believe, can ever keep a secret. Certainly not for, what's it been? Six years? If there were UFOs, he knows about them. He was the president. And I, anyone who's like, they wouldn't tell him, they have to tell him. <laughs> Get over yourself. He was the president, guys. I didn't like it either, but he was the effing president. If there was UFOs, he knew about them. And he hasn't told a single soul. I just don't believe it. I, I, I'm not even saying I don't believe in the possibility of UFOs. or I, I'm not even getting into all that. I'm just saying. On this UFO right now, retrievement program. that yeah, I'm saying if there was a you. UFO retrievement program, he would have got up in the middle of a fucking cornfield in Iowa and just been like, and you would believe it and he would tell us all the shit they found and, and then he would move on and be like go to freaking truth social be like just told the truth to the people of iowa like it would be he would have said it already there's no way after all this time that he would have kept be keeping that a secret i just don't buy it i don't buy that that man who cannot stop talking and I mean, I have the same problem, so I'm not, you know, even, you know, game respects game in a way, but he can't shut up. Do you so think this no is just way. such an extreme situation? Like we literally, I don't know. I don't want to accuse government officials to say we will do the absolute worst to you if you leak this. He had said that. He's basically said that already and he was lying about it the most recent time. <laughs> he's been going on and on about how the government officials are taking away everything from him because the, the deep state and the swamp, like he does that anyway. That's part of his usual shtick. Come on. If he could throw aliens into this mix, he, he'd be talking about documents at Mar-a-Lago. He'd be talking about aliens. That's what he'd be doing. And like he's already saying the government's threatening him. So he's not afraid to say that to people. I mean, I just don't know. I think he would have said something. He hasn't even hinted at it. It's not even like he like did like a cute little we'll have to see thing. Like he hasn't even said he said nothing on this. He's been mum. He promised when he got elected he was gonna let us know about the aliens and he never did. So I I really do think that I, and again I don't take that much comfort in this, but we, we did let this, you know, 
this individual run our country for a while. And he mentioned none of this. And he's saying all kinds of, he's selling secrets to other countries. Like, I think we would have heard about the aliens uh, retrieval program if it was real. So I think that this is a veteran telling some tall tales as occasionally they'll do. Um, Or maybe he thought, you know, he was retrieving something that he wasn't retrieving. I mean, UFO just means unidentified, you know, foreign object, right? So like, Maybe there was, you know, a piece of space metal that was retrieved. But I, if there were little, you know, little gray men on it, I don't, I think we would have heard about it and we haven't. What are your thoughts, Rocky? I, 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 I just, I can't top the nonsense that comes out of his mouth sometimes. But um, I'll just say this. Isn't this guy been a whistleblower before? Did I see that today? Um, no. Do you guys know? I'm not aware. Uh, that's the first I'm I hearing him. That. I can look. I can look into this. Really I don't know. I mean, is if this guy's been a whistleblower before, and if he's been reliable, look into it. I don't know the avenues that they usually take when looking into whistleblower claims, but if there's a reasonable cause to believe that this is real, look into it. <laughs> I think David it's not Grouch, a, I'm good with David Grouch archives. It. I'm good. It with sounds like it. it sounds like nonsense to me. I agree with Ryan on that, and that we would have heard about it in the last four years if it was real. Exactly. But there's also a good chance they just wouldn't have told him. Wait, you said yada, that yada, yada. I was saying nonsense, and then you immediately you were saying agreed nonsense. with me. You were saying that he. You was just like said the same thing I said. I agree with you partially. You did. You did say he was like selling secrets, and that he wouldn't know he was the president. Oh yes, I, yeah, I get all that. He uh, says you know, agree with the dead politics. pilots from the craft of non-human origin. And the world Which, powers are involved in an arm race to reverse engineer the world powers. UFOs. That's we, just ridiculous. We can't that's do his anything quality. together. The world powers can't agree to anything. Someone said, the, you know, Rocky's going to love this one. Someone said the world's going to get too hot and the world powers couldn't figure out a way to not make that happen. There's just the world powers are not doing anything collectively. So if that's what he's like actually hanging his hat on, then he could just go away. That's not true. But I, I really that, do that, think, that does seem very far fetched. I really do think we would have heard. I think that, again, very, very, a very recent, very powerful American politician would have told us that he would have been the one. If it was true, yeah, yeah, I do. Whether you like him or not, like I think he would have said that, and he didn't. And I think that's because it it isn't there. There's no yeah, there there. He, yeah, there's the there's the two two ideas. Either he didn't know, or it doesn't exist. He didn't. It, there's no. He didn't know. They did not tell the president. The Again, that, that's just. I. It's a possibility. You think they'd just be like, nah, the president doesn't get to know this? No. Yeah. The president's in charge. If the United States knows something, the president knows it. And deep state didn't like him. Oh, the deep state mm-hmm. with your nonsense. But no, seriously, it is that is nonsense. Genuinely speaking, if a program existed, the president would have seen it in a budget. Like they could the not. Program. Seriously, if a program existed that was supposed to be clandestine from everyone, including the president, it would be logistically a nightmare to fucking do. Uh, yeah, just put in the budget like Project Cadmus. Don't explain what it is. Just get the funding and just call it a day. And the number of classified people, and the number of people you can't classify it. Because the president, A, can unclassify it with his mind, and B, he has the highest that's security clearance. That's actually a good, a good but, question, uh, if the president can unclassify things with his mind. It's not a good question. You can't do it. But anyway, my point <laughs> is that, that you can't. The, the number of people then, if this is true, if the number of people involved in keeping it hidden from the president, like the only – 
there's only one way that two people can keep a secret from everybody. And it's if one of those people is dead, there's the number of people it would take to keep this operating. It would have leaked certain. And again, I'm not even saying it would have leaked to the public, but you're saying that they got enough people to run these operations clandestinely and keep the president and everyone in the cabinet and all of these higher level government officials out of it too. I'm not saying that, you know, a that's of, one that's, avenue. No, that, that's not an avenue. That's a fan. The other one is just doesn't exist. Does, yes. Th- that's what's happening. Yes. No, it's, it's, it's a, it's a very odd claim. It's a very bold claim. And unless strategy you know, well, if, if they think that if, if the higher powers think there's something there, Look into it. Yeah, I agree. Look into it. But it's nonsensical. Wrong on this. Another UFO program to look into. Exactly. (laughs) Do we have a whole branch of the military for that now? Space UFOs. 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 (laughs) Space Force. That's they're real. It's literally called. Yeah, you tell me Space Force doesn't know about it. I see those guys on the train every day. Space Force Mm -hmm. knows about it. Come on. Space Force knows. That's going to be a good tweet cap when the aliens show up. Wondering <laughs> me wondering yelling at them. We were supposed to know. <laughs> I got one more final story for you guys. Pete Davidson, another very important person to many. D- okay. No. <laughs> many no. women, I guess. Take it back. Many women. We can't be like we're comparing Pete Davidson to Taylor Swift. Even I know that's nonsense. Oh, that was best. the comparison? Yes. I don't know. People love love their Pete Davidson. No, nah, no one's blacked out because of Pete Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Pete Davidson, you know, he has a show Bud Kiss right now on Peacock, which is good. Bub, Bub Kiss, right? Bub Kiss is pretty good. It's pretty solid. Now, don't expect it to be this world-renowned succession deep dive show. It's just him being Pete Davidson. Now, I really hope they stop doing the Pete Davidson origin story, you know, that goes Dad, dad passes away in 9-11, overcoming all of that, mental health issues. And, you know, after this, I hope they just branch more and show his other skills, if you know what I mean. But anyways, he and his girlfriend, not as famous girlfriend, um, I don't know her name, they recently adopted a dog. Sorry, no, they didn't adopt a dog. They bought a dog from a pet store. Sure. Emphasis on the bought. No. A lot of people encourage you to adopt a dog from the pound or whatever. But he actually bought a dog from a, I don't know from a breeder, but a pet store. He and his Mm -hmm. girlfriend bought a dog. And PETA, you know, everybody's favorite organization, the People for Ethical Treatment of Animals, they had some choice words and they said, shame on Pete Davidson for buying a dog. He's terrible for this. And then Pete Davidson got really upset. (laughs) <laughs> and he left this voicemail to PETA. You guys ready? <laughs> Here we go. Attained by TMZ. All right, ready? Well, um, thank you so much for making comment publicly that I didn't adopt a dog. I just want to let you know I'm severely allergic to dogs. So I have to get a specific breed. I'm only not allergic to cabin food, those type of dogs. And my mom's dog, who is two years old, died a week prior, and we're all so sad. So I had to get a specific dog. I wanted to do your research before you begin 
create news stories for people because you're a boring guy. You and suck my dick. And this is all right. So he was we so see close. How he feels there. The upper hand. <laughs> the upper hand. So close. He got rude at the end. No, he, yeah, Rocky has this thing. He has this make-believe because he keeps losing arguments that if you say a naughty word, you've lost the argument. That's not fucking true. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I so, think that anger should be left out of arguments and you should rely just on facts, in which case he brought a lot of valid facts to the table. He needed Which a proves Rocky's <laughs> never been perpetually angry, but as someone who is almost as perpetually angry as Pete Davidson, I think he handled it with poison grace. I mean, he he needed a specific dog. He needed it apparently right away. Again, adopt, don't shop. But if if there are like again, like it sounds like valid reasons that you need a dog that you cannot find at pounds. Yeah, I, I, a, it seems I, it must be I, a very expensive so dog. So I'm actually I'm going to say this. My family has bought not one. I mean, my dog currently sleep next to me is rescue. Uh, obviously, rescue is great. He's adorable. We love Bruce. Um, but my family growing up, um, we adopted two dogs, uh, three dogs. That My parents have adopted three of the five dogs we've had total. They bought two of them. Two, by the way, very good dogs. We love both those dogs. Um, so everyone's like, adopt, don't shop. So what the fuck's going to happen to those dogs? They're not going to uh, be like, oh, the, the, like the, go the free. dog kind of things? No, yeah, yeah. A dog gets sent to a pet store. Mm-hmm. Everyone says fuck pet stores because Peter got mad at Pete Davidson. I'm only adopting from rescues. Mm-hmm. They just fucking kill the pet store dog. They just that's what they do to the pet store dog. Fact fact of life. We don't have to like it. Pete doesn't have to like it. Pete doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about, by the way. But like they don't have to like it, but it's a fact. If the pet store dog doesn't get bought, it gets killed. That's what they do to the pet store dog. So if you're buying a dog. Or if you're adopting a dog, if you're bringing a dog into your life and you're promising to take care of it, you know, don't chain it outside like the you know schmucks who had Bruce before us did. Like, if you're going to take care of the dog and like be a good dog owner, then it doesn't matter where you ca- they got the dog from because you're giving the dog a good life, and the dog's not going to have a good life anyway. And it's Which insane because Pete is about the ethical treatment of animals. Didn't they kill a dog or something like that? Pete is willing to let animals die all the time. All the time, Pete is willing to let animals die because they don't even understand their own cause. They don't even understand what ethical means. The animals can't live by themselves. They are animals. The dogs can't go to the grocery store, Peter. Like, it's just insane. They don't know what ethical means. They think every animal should have the fucking right to vote or whatever. I don't even know what. I think that every animal needs to be like, you know, they they don't know what animals are, which is insane because their entire organization is supposed to be protecting them. These animals, all of the animals that PETA's trying to protect, and we've had to deal with PETA before, my wife and I, not like publicly like Pete Davidson, but as part of mm-hmm. my wife's research as a PhD scientist. PETA would go to conferences that she was at all the time mm. and be very upset with people like my wife for doing research on mice. But there is ethical standards for doing research on mice. And there are ways to do so as humanely as possible so that the mice are comfortable and the mice are living a ego. 
the best life that they possibly can while also contributing towards science, which people need to live the best life that they can. Peter just wants the fucking lab mice to just run around. They're going to get crushed by a fucking car on the highway. There's nothing ethical about what Peter wants for animals. Nothing. So if you bought a dog, don't let Peta or anyone else tell you that that was wrong. Adopt on shop. Uh, to me, if you're saving, you're saving a dog if you're taking a dog to take care of it. If you're willing to put to put in the work to actually take care of a dog, to train it, to raise it, to make it a part of your family, then you've done that dog a service because no one else is taking care of the dog, and Pete is certainly not fucking taking care of the dog. Definitely. Hopefully, this could be the voicemail that changes everything. Was that too rude, Rocky? I mean, that's not how I would have put it, but you hit all the right points. I feel like. I agree for the most part. I mean, they're they're. I would just say that it, taking the power away from pet stores and puppy mills is the main goal. It's and not going anywhere, dude. Uh, they this, are actually going away. They're yeah, being banned in New York State. Yeah, Yay. but it's not going anywhere. And, and you know what? If the government is stepping in to do that, then that's awesome. Unfortunately, and there's nothing that we could do about it. When it happens, when the government of New York makes it so puppy mills and the pet stores are done, all those dogs are fucking dead. I'm just I'm selling you that now. I, I think it's important that people know that. They mean no, they will be they will be killed. Sold in they, New York, they oh well, yeah they'll if they can ship them to another state they will. If they can't unload, it's products. These people, these people see them as products. If they cannot unload the product, and it becomes too expensive to hold the product, because unlike you know a cell phone or unlike you know inanimate objects that are product, which can theoretically sit in the store without costing too much. Right. Dogs, in addition to the regular cost that any other product has of having to keep it in a store and you know have a storefront, et cetera, also costs food, needs to be watered, needs to be walked. There's so much extra money that goes into holding that product. If the product becomes unprofitable because they held it too long, they will get rid of the product. That is a fact of the way these groups work. Puppy mills, pet stores, that's what they're going to do. If the dog doesn't get adopted before it becomes Un, you know, untenable before they're not going to recoup their money and make profit, they will get rid of the dog because the dog is the same thing as a fucking, you know, iPhone as a whatever. It, it's a product to them. It's to be sold and discarded like we do with, you know, produce. It is not a it's not a living thing to them. And that's something and that people you. are not getting like and i agree with you that these dogs will probably but there needs to that should be our job is to make sure these dogs aren't dead but at the same time trying to slow down the production of these puppy mills and that the government will do that and i'm saying that's fine but until that happens if you save a dog you save a dog exactly no i agree and i do agree with that and that again you can say adopt on shop but again as you point out there are legitimate reasons when people like actually with with our dog our dog was from an abusive pet store and we did buy her but it was they're all abusive pet stores. Pet stores, by by and large, are abusive. I mean, the yes, concept there, is abusive. I, there can be there can be good ones. Or the concept is abusive because they're all puppy milk dogs or cat. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can have special breeders that actually do care for dogs. Well, that's different. If you bought it from a breeder, that's different. I, I mean, I know dog breeders. I know the people yeah. whose actual job is dog breeding. They're very nice people, and I've seen the space that they keep the dogs in. It's there's plenty of space. They have tons of food, places to run around, activities for enrichment. I'm not talking about pe- all people who breed dogs. I'm saying, but those people are not going pet stores. Those people are selling to select clientele for high dollar amounts. That's what those people are doing. They're like going around. They're saying, you know, two thousand dollars for a dog. Not I, around I, I'm, here. I'm, again, I'm 
throwing random. We have numbers a lot out. of we have a lot of Amish and Mennonite that breed that, that breed dogs and do it in a pretty ethical way. And they'll sell locally. What they don't sell locally, they kind of sell wholesale to, to pet stores across the country. And if, if, listen, unfortunately, that means as soon as the Amish do that to the dogs, genuinely, I'm saying this, they're going from wholesome and ethical to not because the pet store is not going to hold a dog that's costing them money. They're just not. Best case scenario, the pet store surrenders it to a rescue. That's the best case scenario. Yeah, not every pet store does that. You just got to cut out the pet store part or cut out the abusive tactics of these. Right, that's what I'm saying, and I'm good with that. But that's not going to happen overnight. Peta and Peta's done absolutely nothing to make that happen. So if you're buying a dog from a pet store, I think it's important that you realize. Because you could hear this and you could feel bad because, I mean, yeah, Peter's a joke. Peter's moronic. But they are still saying, you know, well, you bought the dog. You didn't rescue the dog. You did rescue the dog. Yes, you didn't get it from an animal rescue. But that dog was just as likely to end up dead if it sat on the shelf in a pet store than if it was at an abusive home or abandoned outside. That dog is just as good as dead, just statistically just as likely to die, in my opinion. It's a coin flip. It's a coin flip. If a dog gets abandoned on the street, it's a coin flip that they find a, a good home. And if a dog gets put at a, a pet store, there's a coin flip whether or not the pet store will surrender the dog in a way that helps the dog versus just killing the thing. I think Sorry. it's a coin flip at that's, best. That's a side note. You did just say statistically speaking and then in my opinion in the same sentence. Sure. <laughs> obviously, so everyone speaking, in my opinion. Okay, so obviously, I leave my boy quoting stats. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had to point that out. But no, the statistic, of course, being the coin flip, the 50-50. That's what I meant by statistic. So the statistic being that 50% to 50%. It's a coin flip as to whether or not the the dog on the street gets rescued versus the dog in the pet store to start with doesn't just get killed when nobody buys it. Um, And so I think that that is something that should be talked about more. And if PETA was good at their supposed mission, they would be talking about that more. But instead of attacking these pet stores for doing this, they're attacking the Pete Davidsons for doing this. Pete Davidson has done a good thing because, yeah. again, 50-50 shot, that dog was going to be dead anyway. Peter shouldn't be arguing with Pete Davidson. Peter should be saying, good job for saving that dog. Did you know that it's a coin flip whether that dog would have been alive by this time next week? Pet stores are amoral. Pet stores with you know kill practices should be outlawed in the United States. You can do this the right way. And PETA theoretically should be doing that. But no, because you know what's going to go viral? The fucking cutesy fucking, you know, clam fucking uh, billboards they have all over Baltimore and the fights with Pete Davidson they do on Twitter. They're, <laughs> they're just freaking attention. They just want attention. That's all they want. They don't care about animals. They don't care about people. They don't care about anything. They just have a cause so they can talk about something to get attention. And you know what? Cheaper ways to do that far less harmful ways to do that just get a microphone you can talk on a podcast no one's going to stop you but you don't do that you're trying to pass yourself off as some sort of authority and defender of animals and you're doing a piss poor job of it so i'm glad pete davidson's stepping in to try and fix it since pete is completely inept at doing it yeah leave my boy pete alone let him cook and make comedy Skeet davidson sorry <laughs> listen guys we got a lot done today thank you so much for coming on Rocky Palomini, Ryan Page, great stuff as always. Can't wait to do the next tweet cap and hopefully with some more healthy air. Yes, hopefully. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you want to see a picture? How bad was the air in New York City? 
Oh, horrendous. I'll quickly do. I'll show you. Um, those who are watching from afar, here it is. This was oh, today. It was, it's kind of hard to tell on the screen, but it was very yellow. I'll send you the picture on Twitter. Actually, it's on my Twitter. You can see it. So it was, I have, it was like Mexico in Breaking Bad. Yeah, it's it's a real life filter. This isn't my photo, but this is Yankee Stadium. Straight yeah, that's up what it orange. looked like today. It was awful. It stunk like smoke. Yeah. And I had my window open like in the office today and I got yelled at. Apparently, you're not supposed to breathe the air in. No, you're not. It's actually very bad. For yeah, you. I had my window open literally the whole day. Yeah, I actually no wore idea. a mask today, a K95 for it. Um, it was gross, really, really gross. And I have this picture um, as well right here, just pulling it up. You know, I'm getting a new phone soon. I have an upgrade. And too many photos to, to deal with. Has it has it basically cleared up, though, downstate? Um, It's less orange. <laughs> it's yeah it's a I lot think it's supposed I think it's supposed yeah. to t- drag out to at least tomorrow and then Friday we'll get our normal air mm-hmm. we'll get we'll have quote unquote normal air um where where I just had this did you Sorry. get it Ryan at I mean all? it's a little hazy but nothing got orange uh, <laughs> it's just been so cuz I've been saying like people complain about it but, like it's kind of in like a week, the novelty will have worn off and it'll be annoying. But right now, I've never seen orange tint in like yeah. <laughs> just going outside. It's kind of neat, honestly. I yeah, know. As it, long as it wasn't toxic, I would. I did think it was exactly. cool. Is it that is weird to cool, say? Yeah. Because no, no, you guys have more of that. Your, your stuff's toxic. We don't have the same air quality warnings. Our stuff doesn't smell like smoke. Uh, <laughs> it, no, seriously. <laughs> you like, put it that it, way, Ryan. All day, yeah. it's like, so all day, it's a little foggy, essentially, which is not usually the case. But, like, you know, I live close enough so I can, like, see the monument. The one here. And, like, yeah, around the monument, yeah, it, every, it looks a little blurry. T- it's crazy. Oh, yeah. Have another, it's just showing for those listening on YouTube, you can see me showing the tent. Yeah. yeah so we, we were lucky. We didn't get it quite as bad down here. Yeah, no, it smelled like a straight-up campfire. It really did. I'm, I was just kind of worried that, like, my suits were going to smell like smoke because I don't want it to get them dry clean. Yeah, I figured it'd be even worse up you. Like, you're you're way closer to the... Yeah, we're, to we're Quebec, really technically. close to it. There's, like, just the lake between us because it's, it's around... Uh, my parents said their cars are covered in soot in Connecticut. Oh, really? <laughs> really? We didn't have any We didn't have any soot. It um, was, didn't it? Um, not covered. It rained. It rained in Quebec, I think, today. Maybe. It, oh, hopefully. I know. We're, I, we were, they were talking we were supposed to get rain. I think that might have changed. Um, but, like, I don't know. I, I Hopefully it's supposed to clear things up. But we were supposed to go to I – mean, Pittsburgh is going to get hit really hard this weekend with it because they might cancel the Mets games this weekend. Uh, yeah, they canceled the Yankee game today. Yeah, they canceled the Yankee game which was weird because again, I think this is supposed tomorrow is supposed to be similar, and they just made tomorrow a double header, which is worse. <laughs> but um, hopefully the it maybe it's done by four p.m. when the game starts. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's passed, but we'll see. We will definitely never forget this one. This is definitely going on the timeline pod. This is yeah, this is a weird <laughs> one. That's for sure. <laughs> oh man, imagine well, how big that fire's got to be. Yeah, have you seen pictures of this fire? No, I haven't seen any kind of weird fire. Yeah, like I have no idea where this fire is. Are we going to start? They say say it's a Canadian. It's a a fire in Canada, just like just north of our border, and the smokes just come down south. That's that's all I've heard. 
Yeah, why why aren't they releasing the photos of this fire? I mean, oh, man. the Sheik tried to warn us. Clearly. <laughs> Fuck the fire. <laughs> On that fire. note. Wildfire, yeah. Fuck the fu- wildfire. Well, I, I definitely learned to appreciate fresh air more from that. I definitely. Honestly, I really did. Yeah. You know, we were it? in a level red alert. Yeah, and it was yeah, a what, 326, 326 score. Red is score. like medium. Purple is the worst. That makes no sense to me. Straight up hazardous. Yeah. Like, why isn't red the worst? Like, code red? Like, that should be the worst. <laughs> five alarm five. I will say, I have I work at a hospital now, and uh, I have the list of codes, and I don't remember what they all mean, but red is not the scariest code that we isn't, have. Isn't blue, like, the worst or something like that? Um, I don't, I, I don't remember them all, but like they all mean something different and they're all scary in different ways. But just mm-hmm. looking at the list, I was surprised. Red red was like fire, which was like, you know, scary, of course. You don't want to be a hospital fire, but compared to some of the other stuff that was potentially yeah. on that list, some of the other colors that they'll, you know, blurred over the loudspeaker, red was not the, the most uh, intimidating. Hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah, no, that's, stuff. Just, that's just good marketing, I guess, to say we're in red alert. <laughs> appreciate the air guys and i appreciate your time we'll see you very soon great job mr page and mr palomini i am sure when we talk about all these stories years from now we'll always remember our take being made right here on the productive conversations podcast don't forget to like and subscribe to the productive conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and youtube and don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms we're on instagram at productive conversations podcast twitter at prod pod tiktok at productive conversations youtube at productive conversations and check us out at productive conversations podcast on facebook so tomorrow is another big day another double drop for our two episodes tomorrow we have the nba finals game three reaction i'm literally watching it as we speak and we're gonna have the productive nba crew with us to review game three and also talk some other nba news like zion williams's baby mama drama now that is truly getting exposed on it twitter all over the place we have some comments there and of course reacting to game three and maybe a little chris paul getting waved and stuff like that so we'll get with it with the crew i think it's only going to be bars and fresh faces but hopefully the other guys join us but we at least have those two and it's going to be a lot of fun and then ufc 289 is this Saturday from Vancouver. Amanda Nunez is back, and we have our preview episode for that. Dolo will be here, and he will be handling that show, and that's going to be an exclusive Dolo show. So Dolo getting another Productive Conversation podcast to himself to preview UFC 289. So we're excited to see what he does there. So we're going to drop those two for you on Friday, start the weekend off right, and make some big moves from there. just want to thank Ryan Page and Rocky Palomini for coming in and talking all these big news stories with me. I want to thank Dolo Ren for what he does behind the scenes for the show. And I want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for always supporting us no matter what. Name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. I will see you tomorrow with two Productive Conversations episodes. And we are going to start the weekend off right. Summer Friday is going to be a good one. 
again let us enjoy this early summer days especially once the air clears literally so don't forget to check in on your friends and family and i will see you tomorrow much love everybody peace